Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey! Roto-Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. Let's go! The Morning Grind. Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Let's go! Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is January 10th, it's 2019, and we have four basketball games. And we're going to talk about the second, technically the second round <coughs> of the NFL playoffs. Um... What are they calling the Elite Eight is what they're calling them nowadays. So we're going to talk about that, which is four games as well. And uh, just kind of do a little bit of basketball, a little bit of football, a little bit of mix. Uh, this is probably the last uh, football podcast of the season. Uh, I think we're going to pretty much be focused on basketball until baseball starts. Oh, uh, so, yeah, it's right around the corner. But as always, anytime there's a football podcast, I'm joined by my, my good buddy, Will Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good, man. These have been some, uh, you know, exciting little times here. You know, now, now that we're able to kind of do some some multi-sport analysis on a Thursday, a short, you know, football slate, a short basketball slate. Uh, like I said, like you already talked about, this is probably going to be the last one. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to to make it a good one. This one should be fun. Yes, sir. Um, it, it was nice to. <clears throat> man, my throat. I had something in my throat. But, yeah, it was nice to kind of, you know, get back on track with basketball on Wednesday. It's looking like it's going to be a really solid night. Um, you know, Donovan Mitchell after starting – like the Jazz just starting slow in general and, like, him coming you know, coming along really strong there at the end of that game was super nice. Uh, but, yeah, we got a little nice little four-game basketball slate. But before we talk about that, if you guys haven't, already checked out our sponsor i'm all green over there on our sponsor site on wednesday nba it's fantasydraft.com sign up through the rotor grinders links a ton of stuff going on over there on fantasy draft right now they got pga that's starting here in about 12 hours so if you're listening to the podcast as soon as it comes out it's still available they got their nba stuff for thursday ten thousand dollar pick and roll um, all kinds of stuff going on over there with high dollar, low dollar, uh, single entry, double entry, multi entry, however you want to play it. A ton of stuff for uh, NBA, and they do have the Saturday Sunday slate, which I do like. Um, I, I'm not playing a two game slate. I like the four game slate, so I'm glad that Fantasy Draft, like DraftKings, has the four game slates. Uh, I know that. Um, 
you know, last week it was kind of disappointing, and it looks like FanDuel did it again where they have the the main slate on Saturday and the main slate on Sunday, and they'll have little contests for Saturday, Sunday, four-game slate, which it just kind of stinks because, you know, we have four games. Let's take advantage of it for one more week. But glad the Fantasy Draft has given us that opportunity to play the four-game slate, so I'll definitely be playing some NFL over there again this weekend. Had a really good weekend over there. Um, Dontrell Inman, man, that was, that was my guy. <laughs> Should have sent you guys a text before you recorded the podcast and like let everybody know Inman was my guy last week. So, um, but ready to jump into this basketball slate. We start with Boston at Miami, two ten total. Boston favored by one. Didn't see anything coming out of the game on Wednesday. All we know is Baines is out, uh, and then on Miami side, Gordon Dragic is out. Um, let's start with the Boston side. What are we liking here for the Celtics on this uh, little four game slate? Well, it seems like all the um, auxiliary pieces kind of had good games for Boston yesterday uh, due to the blowout uh, against Indiana. So Jalen Brown had a, had a really huge game. Uh, Daniel Tice had a good game as well. Or Theus, I can't, I can't. He he's like the one player I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Marcus Morris had a good game. Uh, you know, my my guy Kyrie did, didn't come through, uh, but. I'm actually not as interested in this game as I'm going to be some of the other ones. I think the only guy I would consider really is, is Kyrie here. Um, I don't want to – I'm just not going to get too cute on this. I'm going to stick with the games that I think are going to be a little bit further up in pace and give me a little bit more fantasy production. So Kyrie's probably the only guy I'm going to be looking at here uh, with the Celtics. Yeah, uh, you know, when we're looking at this little four-game slate, I think it's pretty clear which games are the best games and which games are not the best games. And this is probably going to be everybody's least favorite game on this slate, which makes it have a little bit of tournament appeal if you're thinking game theory-wise. But, you know, outside of, like, Kyrie, like, 9K for him is is a tough ask against Miami. Um, You know, I know they blew out. The Pacers uh, on uh, Wednesday, they didn't really have to play their guys their full minutes. Um, I think the person that played the most minutes was Jalen Brown at 29 minutes. Uh, Kyrie played like 24. So uh, I think everybody would be good to go as far as minutes go for this game. But I just I, I just don't love anything here. Like I want to love this game. And if I was multi-entering, I'd, I would find a way to game stack this game just because it's a four-game slate, nobody's going to do it. Um, but outside of that, I just I don't love anything here on Boston. Um, you know, even Horford at 6,100 until we see his minutes uh, bump up, and, like, especially on a back-to-back. They're being already careful with his minutes. Um, you know, if he, he were to sit, maybe you could take a shot on, like, Robert Williams or somebody. But really, for me, um, I don't – like, even on the Miami side, like, on the Miami side, like Whiteside has some tournament appeal. He's been way better at home this season, like way better, like averaging 40 fantasy points at home and 28.8 on the road. Um, that's a massive difference, uh, home road slits, playing more minutes at home. So um, what do you like here for Miami? Well, I think the one thing, and this is something, man, I've been trying to find some news because I I, re- I found some conflicting reports. So um, it's Deion Waiters at 3,500. Right now he's my favorite spin. 
uh, for Miami if he's going to get 25 minutes. The problem is I found some conflicting reports on it. So one report is saying that, or was saying rather, that um, Coach Folstra may may not be able to find him any minutes because of what he was doing with the rotation and the fact that he might have been out of the rotation. And then, you know, the next thing I, I know, he's playing 25 minutes against Denver. And it's not like they got blown out. I mean, they only, you know, it was just 93, 99 to 103. So um, I'm just not sure what to expect. But I think in tournaments at 3,500, if I'm going to get 25-minute Deion Waiters, I'm going to play him uh, at home. Obviously, he's going to be taking shots. I know Denver has been a, a very good defensive team, but I, I just think 3,500 for him. I mean, yeah, 3,500 for him playing those types of minutes. I, I think that's too cheap. Uh, so he, he's a guy I'm looking at, uh, and like you said, Whiteside uh, is another guy. I mean, at, at 6,800, I think I think you definitely definitely take a shot on him. And then Josh Richardson at 5,800, he would probably be my next guy. He's got, you know, what I've seen is the highest minutes floor in this team. He's one of the only guys on this team that's pretty much guaranteed 35 minutes. And so I wouldn't mind taking a shot on him as well. And those would be the three guys I'd look at. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to add um, outside of maybe taking a shot on Dwayne Wade in, in tournaments. Um but like even even Dwayne Wade, like his price, I, I don't see a ton of profit margin there on that price. But Wade's gonna get up for this game. It's a game against Boston. Um, D Wade gets up for big games. We've known this for about him his whole career. Uh, so if he's gonna get twenty eight minutes here, like give me twenty six to twenty eight minutes at his price, and I think he could get to thirty fantasy points in this game. Yeah, uh, and I also I also could see him getting to like fifteen fantasy points too. <laughs> yeah, I just realized I said Denver. And I, I didn't mean to say Denver. I really meant Boston defense. I said Denver, but uh just wanted to correct that. I'm sure I was gonna get a tweet about it later on. But uh but yeah, just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> That's okay. Well we like when people tweet us, so <laughs> Oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Tweet tweet away. Um <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to you know the last three games here. Like that, like I said, that's it's probably going to be everybody's least favorite game, um, but it is the nationally televised early game and big gap, like big gap. If you're playing on fantasy draft and Fanduel, you got to kind of be careful with injury news because like this Boston Miami game might be over before the last three games even start. So got to be careful here, Clippers. At Nuggets, uh, two twenty six total. Uh, Denver favored by five and a half in this game. No real injury news on the Clippers side. Barton is still out, and Gary Harris is questionable on the Denver side. Uh, let's start with the Clippers here. Um, what are we looking at as far as the Clippers go? Yeah, um, this is for sure. Probably, you know, one of the games that everybody's going to target. I think one of the guys, my, my favorite Clipper, man, I, I think Lou Williams has been on fire, but he's still not my, my favorite Clipper. My favorite guy here of this team is actually uh, none other than Mr. Danilo Gallinari. Uh, I, I like him in this spot. Uh, he's been playing really well. He's going to have a little, a, a little bit of revenge here, you know, if, if you will. He's got stable minutes, and um, he's just—he's been one of the one of the more steady producers on this team. And so, on a small slate at, at seventy-one hundred, uh, 
I, I don't mind spending that price on him. Uh, obviously, the next guy in line is going to be Tobias Harris, you know, the, the next most consistent player in this team. Uh, these two guys have just been playing really well and have kind of been carrying this team. Uh, I'm going to pass on Lou Williams on this slate. I don't think he's going to keep up this kind of production. I mean, he's back to kind of what he was doing before, but at 6,900, he could easily, you know, fail in this spot and, and, and not get it done in 25 minutes. So uh, he's a guy I'm just going to, I'm going to take a stand on and just not play at all. Uh, but, but Harris and Gallinari really like those guys. Uh, Montrez Harrell, I think he's another guy. Um, if he doesn't get 30 minutes, I think he's another one I'm just going to pass on on this slate. Um, I'd actually rather just play a guy like Gortat um, in this spot. It's just, you know, we, we don't know how his minutes are going to look. They blew out Charlotte. But prior to that, you know, he was getting 22 minutes, 25 minutes, 25 minutes. I don't mind taking a shot on him at 4K in a spot like this uh, for, for some salary relief. So Gortat, uh, uh, Tobias Harris, and Danilo Gallinari, those are going to be uh, the guys that I, I would key in on in this spot. Really like Gallinari for sure. Yeah, I don't mind Harrell in this spot, too. Uh, thinking about, like, the size that Denver has, I think Harrell could get a pretty good run in this game if he stays out of foul trouble, uh, which typically typically isn't a huge issue with him. Every once in a while, i get in foul trouble, but I think Harrell's interesting. And the good thing about, like, taking a shot on Gortat if you're playing on DraftKings is if for some reason he doesn't start, you can easily swap over to Boban, Um you know, FanDuel in, in fantasy draft, it's a little tougher to trust Gortat because that news never comes out. It never comes out. It just randomly every once in a while, they're like, oh, we're going to start Boban today. So, um, yeah, you know, that that's tough. Uh, but, yeah, I like – I don't mind Gallinari here. Um, I always have a tough time paying for Gallinari over Tobias Harris, uh, always around the same price tag. But, you know, on a, on a four-game slate <coughs> – excuse me. Um, I definitely don't mind, uh, you know, potentially going a little bit more contrarian here. So uh, playing Gallinari over Tobias, I think, is contrarian. And couldn't agree more with you on Lou Williams. Uh, if Lou Williams was still at 5500 or something, I think we could take a shot. But, like, his price is caught up to the production. Yeah, he's been absolutely crushing. But now we're, we're almost approaching 7K now, and he's going to have that have to have that, like, massive upside game to really – get you there and, and yeah he's been able to do it recently but I, I think the odds of him doing it are a little bit slimmer here so i couldn't agree with you more on lou um if you're playing on a site where he's a little bit cheaper i don't know what his price is over maybe on like a yahoo or like a FanDuel. uh maybe you could take advantage there but on DraftKings, I, I just i think he's priced a little too high here in this matchup yeah, I'm with you 100, percent man. Just I just can't play him. Not not at that price on this slate. Can't do it. All right, um, let's talk the Denver side of things here. Obviously, this is you know going to depend on. Whoa, sorry. You know, you I don't know if you have the app Bad App and like have, have like you know you get the notifications, but Yasmani Grandal just signed with the Brewers. Like I'm I'm the biggest Brewers <laughs> fan now. <laughs> Like, sorry, I, I didn't like. Man, he is gonna hit so many home runs in Milwaukee. Ooh. All right, anyway, not we'll to get about, sidetracked. We'll talk about that off the air. Completely <laughs> got sidetracked. If if anybody listens to the podcast during baseball, they know how much I love Yasmani Grandal. So uh, easily, easily sidetracked with that um, notification. Um, 
Denver side, obviously it's going to depend on Gary Harris if he plays or not. Um, what are you looking at here on the Denver side? Uh, let me start by saying this. Let's not be fooled by this performance of Malik Beasley playing 36 minutes and getting 12 fantasy points. I know that uh, our good friend, Mr. Paul Millsap, is back in the lineup playing 30 minutes again. But uh, I don't think Malik Beasley will do that again if he gets 36 minutes. So let me just put that out there. Now let's address it. Malik Beasley is 3,800. If Gary Harris sits, you just need to lock him in. Um, don't just don't get sidetracked. Just lock him in at 3,800. Um, I, I think he's going to be a phenomenal play. Uh, Monty Morris is another guy I would consider in this spot. They're playing the Clippers. It's going to be an up and down game. They're at home. Um, so those two guys really are the, the first guys I'm looking at if, if Gary Harris is out because th- this is the type of value I, you know, I want to plug in on a slate like this. Uh, I wouldn't mind Torrey Craig at 10K he'll, because he'll probably get you know 28 to 35. I wouldn't mind him, but I'd much rather play Beasley, a uh, guy that I think is a, is a much better score. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to play Paul Millsap here, not, not, on, not on DraftKings. I do think Paul Millsap is a better player on Yahoo. I think he's like $21 or something, given the Yahoo plug. Really like him over there. And I like Jokic a little bit better over there as well. Um, But I don't want to play – I don't want to pay 10-5 for Jokic, even though centers have just been destroying the Clippers. So, really, I probably shouldn't want to do it. But I just think with Millsap back eventually, Jokic has got to – lose some of this usage and, and, and lose some of the production. So maybe I could be wrong about that, but I'm, I'm all over this value if and only if Gary Harris is out. Malik Beasley, Monty Morris would be two guys that I would I would definitely just plug and play. Yeah, like I, you know, I, I wrote up Beasley the other day with Harris out, and obviously he didn't get there, but you, you got exactly, minutes-wise, you got exactly what you wanted out of Beasley in that game. Like, I, I couldn't have projected 36 minutes. Like, I would have been happy with like 30. Uh, so right. if Gary Harris sits, I think Beasley is certainly in play on this four-game slate. Um, I, I don't hate Jokic here. I really don't hate Jokic. Um, you really, you realistically, like on this slate, how it's shaping up, you're going to be looking at Jokic, Westbrook, or George. Um, and I think he's up there with those guys. I, I just think those guys are likely going to be better at the end of the day. Um I guess Blake Griffin and Drummond are in the conversation as well against Sacramento. But, um, yeah, I don't have too much to add here on the Denver side from what you were saying. I, I think that Millsap's a little bit more in play than what you were saying uh, just because it is a four-game slate. The fact that he played 30 minutes on the second half of a back-to-back makes me think that like his minutes are, are going to be there in this matchup and – Likely going to need, like, his size here. Uh, so, you know, probably playing against Harrell and those guys. So, I don't mind Millsap at 63. I think he can get 35 fantasy points in this spot. And um, I think that's good on a four-game slate. I don't think you have to go, you know, 8x um, on a four-game slate. Where, like, on a 10-game 10, 10, 10 slate, you're not, probably not winning a tournament if your 6K player doesn't have a, a big game. So, um, I got nothing else to add. Let's move on. We got the Thunder and the Spurs, uh, two twenty-four and a half total here. Uh, Thunder favored by one, going into San Antonio and favored 
Uh, Abrinas is out. Nerlens Noel is out, and then Rudy Gay is out. Um, let's start with the Thunder side. You know, it's hard, 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 hard not to like Westbrook here. Um, you know, we've talked many times this season about how this is not your typical um, San Antonio Spurs. Uh, this team. Probably what top five, top ten at least defensively the last like two or three seasons. Um, you know, at this point, they're a team that ranks like twelfth in defensive efficiency. They've really struggled with point guards and shooting guards, and power forwards have obliterated uh, the Spurs all season. Um, so, what are we looking at here on the Thunder side? Yeah, so one of the main reasons why I'm not as interested in Paul George is just is this Jeremy Grant, forty eight hundred dollar price tag. Uh, he's still playing, you know, in the mid thirties most games, and you know I know he hasn't, you know, had one of those nice thirty to forty point fantasy games recently, but uh, I'm just going to bank on him here in this matchup. You know, just like you were talking about, I'm, I'm expecting him to have a huge game on the road. Um, I just I really like what he's been doing this year with OKC because they've given him some minutes. So I, Jeremy Grant, I really like him at 4,800. And then obviously, you know, the creme de la creme, you know, Russell Westbrook at 11-3. I think he's a guy you just look at on this slate. I mean, if you look at his game log, uh, you know, the last 10 games, 59, 63, 53, 60, 72, 41, 67, 53, 56. And he's got a 39 sprinkled in there. But, I mean, the majority of these games are all over 50. Uh, and I think, you know, the same re- for the same reason you like um, Paul Millsap, just, you know, because of the raw points on the small slate, uh, that's the way I feel about Russell Westbrook. So uh, he, he's my, my top play on the slate. Uh, he'll probably be everyone's top play. And, um, you know, Plug, plug him in with, with Jerry and Grant. I think you've got a, got some big-time production. I don't mind Steven Adams at, at 7K. I, I, I think he can get the job done as well. And then Paul George at 9,800. On this slate, I think he may be my odd man out just because I think I, I would rather play Westbrook in this particular matchup. Obviously, you know how much I love Paul George. But I, I, I think I side with Westbrook in this particular spot. Uh, I don't think I'd try to find a way to play them both. Yeah, I don't think I would I would recommend trying to play them both today unless you get a ton of injury news that comes out. Um, obviously, we don't have that news now. So, um, But right now, just looking at this slate, I don't think I'd go crazy and try to fit two studs in. I think one mm-hmm. stud, whether it be Westbrook, Jokic, Griffin, um, Drummond, one of these guys, uh, and, and I really keep leaning towards Westbrook. I'm right there with you. I think that Westbrook would be the guy that I'd be leaning towards the most here. Uh, but I like the Grant call. Um, we, like I said, this team has struggled against power forwards. Grant's going to play 30 to 35 minutes in this game, if not a little bit more than that. So, uh, I think Jeremiah Grant is, you know, certainly in play here. Um, Really, nothing else on the on the Thunder side, you know. Noel being out, like maybe Patterson gets a, a couple extra minutes, but really nothing like that we should be worried about on the fantasy side of things. Yeah, maybe Adams gets more run without the backup center. Maybe Adams gets more run, and it's a matchup against like Lamarcus Aldridge. Adams could have a good game here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I like Adams today. I mean, seven K. I think it's it's fair. I mean, on this slate, like you said, I think. 
I think the raw points matter. I, I like Drummond a little bit more, but uh, but I, I don't mind Adams at 7K. He played 37 minutes against Minnesota. I would assume if the game's tight, he gets something close to that again. So I, I don't mind that at all. All right. Uh, the Spurs side of things, you know, it's always, and, and you know this, anybody that's played DFS uh, knows this, it's always scary to play anybody or trust anybody on the Spurs on a back-to-back. And the fact that, you know, they played in Memphis and they're traveling back to San Antonio um, and it's a back-to-back, it, it's always nerve-wracking to trust any of these Spurs players like LaMarcus Allridge and DeRozan, Forbes, uh, all played over 30 minutes. Um Sneakily, we got to really pay attention to Pau Gasol. Um, he played 20 minutes on Wednesday. I think he'll probably uh, be one of the main candidates to sit here on the back-to-back. But if, if if DK doesn't raise his price, maybe going into the weekend and you play weekend NBA and he's like 3,100 again. And, and like 3,100 Pau Gasol uh, at 20 minutes, he could profit at that. So um, I don't think I'd play him on a back-to-back even if, if they don't rule him out. Um the one thing that concerned me, and I don't know if he got hurt or or what, was Derek White. Um, I think he got in foul trouble, if I remember seeing the tweets correctly. But, you know, he had a terrible game. He only played 16 minutes uh, against Memphis, but I'm pretty sure it was foul trouble. Um, this could be an excellent, excellent spot to jump on Derek White and um, have an excellent spot for a bounce-back game. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm with you 100%. percent out trouble, just for what it's worth. Yeah, White and uh, and Brian Forbes. I mean, you know, on, on slates like this, these are the kinds of guys that, that could really just, you know, take over and help you win a tournament. So um, I, I don't mind these guys. I will plug this in, though. You know, earlier in the year, Patty Mills was, you know, in on the lower range of the minutes. But if you look at the past couple games with Rudy Gay out, he's hitting that 25-minute mark. I don't mind him here uh, in this spot, 3,500. Uh, I think he's another good value play. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm po- pretty positive he's going to play with Gay being out and possibly uh, Gasol sitting as well. So I really like him. I'm not as interested in, in DeRozan today. Uh, I mean, I, I think he could have a really good game here because uh, OKC has struggled with the point guard position a little bit, and I don't expect them to play too tight of a have. I don't expect them to have too much of an offensive struggle against his defense. But I just think at his price point, I, I, I'm just not sure what I'm going to be able to do as far as the construction. So. Um, if I had to choose between the two, I think I'd play Aldridge over uh, over DeRozan just just because of the price differential. But obviously, if if Gasol sits and you know with Gay already being out, you know a guy like Bertans at thirty seven hundred as well, you know could possibly be be an okay value play. You know, I actually think I like DeRozan in this matchup. Um, I think Lamarcus Aldridge. Especially if Powell sits, Lamarcus probably plays a lot of the five in this spot, which means he's going to be against Adams quite a bit. And I think Lamarcus Ulrich could have a good game against Adams. Uh, you know, extending Stephen Adams, making him come out and guard him a little bit. But I, I think DeRozan might have to have a little bit more of the workload in this game, and I think that could lead to a really solid game here. Um, again, it's more of just. 
if DeRozan puts up 20 shots here, he probably has a solid game type of uh, thought process. And I, I could certainly see him getting to that point in this spot. So I, I really don't hate this spot for DeMar DeRozan. And, you know, that takes a lot for me to say anytime I talk about DeRozan. <laughs> yeah, I know it does. He's a guy that's had to grow on you this year. And uh, it's a different got, guy. Yeah, yeah. Thank God he has. We, we call him uh, DeRozan or DeMar Pop DeRozan. Um, you know, he's a different player with Popovich. So, you know, we, 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 we put a nickname in there for him. So um, it, it's not DDR anymore. It's it's it, it's DeMar Pop uh, DeRozan. So, yeah. All right. Uh, last game here on this little four-game slate. We have the team that is playing right now that as we're recording the podcast. It's Detroit at Sacramento, 224.5 total here. Sacramento favored by... Five in this game. Sacramento actually has one of the highest implied team totals on this slate, second highest on the slate. Detroit, while their team total implied team total is not that high, it is higher than their season average. They get the biggest bump in pace on the slate. Uh, it is a back-to-back for them. They're playing the Lakers, so if any injury news comes out of that game, obviously we don't know they're playing as we're recording this. So um, let's start Detroit. It's kind of the, the first guy I want to point out is the guy that I pointed out yesterday and they started him again and he hasn't done much. Um, you know, before we had started recording, he didn't have any fantasy points in the first quarter, but when we're looking for value on this slate, I think Bryce or Bruce Brown jr. Uh, the rookie out of Miami is really, really interesting here. If it looks like he's on pace to play 30 minutes again, which would make three straight games, and he had low ownership again. Uh, so Bruce Brown Jr. is somebody that I think is a sneaky tournament play in this really fast-paced matchup against Sacramento. And that, I just want to start with him, and I'll let you talk about what you like here with Detroit. Yeah, yeah, he's a guy I've been trying to keep my eye on. The prices stayed down because the minutes have come up, but the fantasy production hasn't followed suit. Uh, so he's a guy I've kind of been keeping my eye on. I will say this. Ish Smith is going to be back soon, so I'm just not sure how much that's going to impact him. I'm just not sure. Uh, maybe maybe Jose Calderon just loses his minutes or something like that. But, uh, you know, this is something I've been trying to follow. Uh, I, I wish Jose Calderon was giving us a little bit more production because at 20, you know, getting 23 to 25 minutes against Sacramento, he's a guy I actually would have been – would have considered, but he's just not, you know – getting the job done, even even with the minutes he's getting. So I, I think my favorite plays from, from Detroit, no secret, Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin. And I think my, my third favorite play would be uh, uh, Reggie Bullock at 4,600. He's a guy that's playing upper 30s and uh, against Sacramento. I mean, you know, we've seen him have, you know, 30 to 40-point games, and this would obviously be an optimal time to uh, take advantage of that. So those would be my, my three favorites. And then uh, I'm just I'm trying to keep an eye on Ish Smith because somebody's going to lose some minutes when he comes back. Yeah, I had him listed as doubtful for this game, so we'll have to see if he returns here. Um, I forgot to mention Shumpert is questionable on the Sacramento side; he's not out already, so um, he's getting close as well. Um, don't mind Reggie Jackson. I don't mind Bullock. I played Bullock on Wednesday. I'm hoping that um, yeah, he has a solid game. The only thing. I say this all the time. I hate trusting shooters on back-to-backs. Um, 
I don't know if, if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while. We actually had the beat writer uh, for Detroit on the podcast last year, Rod Beard. And he was talking about how it's taxing more on guys that take a lot of jump shots from game to game than it is uh, other players. So I've always been a little concerned about taking shooters on back-to-backs. So I think I'd actually play Reggie Jackson, our boy Reggie Jackson, before I play Bullock in this spot. But I have been playing Bullock recently. Um, I'm hoping he gets it going against the Lakers in the second half. But you never know. You know, you gotta you gotta roll the punches, Will. You, you know, yes. yeah, everybody can have great games. But yeah, Drummond and Griffin are in excellent spots here. Uh, again, I don't know if you'll be able to play those guys with um, with a Westbrook, but um, if you want to build a, a balanced lineup and take those guys over Westbrook, I don't hate that idea. Um, obviously, going to depend on what type of news comes out throughout the day to really be able to see what we want to do here. Um, Sacramento side of things. You know, Detroit has really, really struggled against point guards. I talked about it yesterday on the podcast with Lonzo Ball. Um, I think we, I think we really look at Fox here. I think that if you're building a balanced type approach lineup, I think Darian Fox just he's in a prime spot to have a really big game here. Yeah, I'm with you 100. Um, this is my favorite game on the night anyway, so. Uh... I'm all about some some Pistons Kings midnight hammer, um, you know. I, I think this could work out beautifully. So uh, I like De'Aaron Fox. I like Heald. Um, I even like Willie Colley Stein this matchup. And I know, I know that to the naked eye that that might seem like it's not a good idea, but Willie Colley Stein is back at home. Uh, he's been playing well at home, so he's a guy that. You know, for 6,600, if I'm trying to work out a game stack and maybe I'm fading all of the major players and I'm just going to try to take Blake and, and Drummond and hope I can get, get two upside games out of those guys, then I, I definitely, in this spot, would like to run it back with a few kings. So um, really, really like those guys, though. Uh, Willie Collinstein and Fox would be my two favorites. And then followed by uh, Buddy Heald and Mr. Bogdanovich, who his price finally came up. Uh, over 6k, thankfully. Uh, Justin Jackson, his price has come up to 4100. I just, I just don't think you need to spend that today. I mean, he's been in that 20 to 30 fantasy point range most games, but I still don't think it's worth it uh, with that spend. Yeah, don't go back to the well on Bielitsa here. Um, Bagley should be back. He came back and they had the back to back, and he didn't play the second half of the back to back, but. Bielitsa should lose his minutes uh, or lose his 30 minutes a game uh, and go back probably in the low 20s, mid 20s, and he's just not going to be able to pay off that price tag unless he has a really, really good game. So uh, he's a fade for me here. But like the Bodanovich call, now I like Bodanovich more if Shumpert sits. Uh, if Shumpert plays, I think Bodanovich maybe goes back down to like low 30s instead of mid 30s. And obviously that's enough of a difference where you have to be a little concerned there so uh but yeah I, I i agree i think this is definitely my favorite game on this slate um you know four game slate you know doesn't take much to have a favorite game here so <laughs> um before we talk football let's uh let's run a, a quick um morning grind game we're gonna knock out the favorite over under uh, i think both of us hate the miami game i think that's just as easy as it comes um but give me your give me your play here under um, 
5K to go uh, 7X first look? Oh, Jerry Grant. Jerry Grant. Uh, for for Jeremy Grant. Sorry, Jerry. Jeremiah Grant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, yeah. You had me thrown there for a second. You had me. <laughs> yeah. Win. Yeah. So, so yeah, let, let's pull him 4,800. Really like that price. Really like the matchup. So, uh, he's a guy I'm looking at for 7X today. I don't know if he will get 7X, but I really do like this spot for Derek White to have a bounce back. I don't think he'll get 7X. And I know the game is seven X, but he I'm gonna could. say I'm gonna say White. Um, I think he probably ends up closer to six X in this spot, but yeah, you know, I don't I don't, I don't think seven uh, X is gonna be tough to ask at anybody under five K unless we get some injury news. Just looking at the options down here, so yeah. If I knew Gary Harris was out for sure, I would have just taken Malik Beasley, but I, I couldn't I, agree I don't more. Know. <laughs> yeah, couldn't I don't agree know. more. Yeah. Um, over 8K, not the 5X. There's not a lot of options today. Um, this one's tough today. Yeah, I'm a, I'm going to uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take Kyrie uh, against Miami. He, he just seems like the optimal play. Uh, and then secondly, I think I know who you're going to take. I won't, <laughs> I won't, it's just the next obvious play. <laughs> um. I think anybody that listens to this podcast all the time knows exactly who I'm going to take, and that is Paul George. Um, yeah. My least favorite of the the upper options on the slate is, is definitely Paul George. So I got no interest in Paul George. Paul Paul George PG thirteen. Um, favorite six X play. Give me your guy that you know. At first look, you just were like, man, this guy's going six X today. Yeah, give me. It's, it's another cheap guy. These, these cheap guys have just been coming through for us recently. I'm just going to go out on a limb and do it anyway. Give him Elite Beasley. Just just, just give him Elite Beasley at 3,800. Um, I think he'll he's still like, get some run. If he gets 25 minutes, I think he can still get it done. He's 3,800. Give him Elite Beasley. Uh, I think um, I think our boy Darian Fox uh, yeah. returns the form here. He, he started to show some glimmer over the last two games, starting to shoot the ball well again. Uh, what does the Fox say? He says 6X, so uh, I'm all about <laughs> me. I'm all about me some uh, Darian Fox today. That's that's yeah. who I got. Yeah, man, let's do it. All right, let's, let's talk some football. But before we talk football, did you know 66% of men lose their hair age by age 35? Like 66% of men. I, I think when Dan sent me this, I think he was um I think he was really starting to like notice my bald spot at my wedding the other day is but thing is when you start to notice hair loss, it's too late. It's easier to keep your hair that you have than to replace your hair that you've lost. Is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards? Any bald spots? Yes. Uh, I have bald spots. I'm definitely gonna be checking this out for sure. Uh, I have a solution for you guys. Forhims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. Well-known, well-known genetic uh, equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No steak, oil, pills, or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. No waiting room, no awkward in-person 
doctor visit. Save hours by going to forhims.com. It's so easy. Order now. My listeners get a trial month for hims just for just $5 right now while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash roto. That's forhims, F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash R-O-T-O. Forhims.com slash roto. All right, now that I know how to treat my baldness that uh, Dan saw at the wedding and um, is really trying to point out to me here, um, let's talk some football, Will. Four games, uh, awesome four games. Man, we couldn't have asked for four better football games to end like the real DFS season. Um, let's start with the Colts and the Chiefs. It's the Saturday 430 game. It's a 57 total, the highest total on the slate. Kansas City's favored by five and a half in this game. As always, we start with the visiting team. Let's talk Colts here. I honestly, is it crazy that I think the Colts have a chance to beat the Chiefs this weekend? No, I don't think it's crazy at all. I mean, Andrew Luck is just playing great football. His his offensive line is playing great football. Uh, Eric Ebron, I I talked about Eric Ebron since week one, and he's just been good this year. I know that there was an injury to to um, geez because he hadn't played as much. Jack Doyle. I know there was an injury to Jack Doyle, but the bottom line is Eric Ebron's been a, a game changer for this team most of the year, especially when Hilton was out. I mean, he would just single handedly destroy a slate. So I said all that to say I think Indianapolis has a chance here, and I'm taking the same approach with, with this week that I did last week, and maybe that's wrong. But I, I think these are the two highest scoring offenses on the slate this week as far as in the same game as far as competition. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth affair. So most of my exposure for this slate is coming from this game. And maybe that's the fish move, you know, because all of the novice players are going to do it just so they can see that they're earning money in the first game. But for me, I'm doing it because I think this is the, the optimal way to go. So uh, – I think I'm actually going to fade Mahomes for Andrew Luck this week. Uh, that's not something I usually do, but I, I want to squeeze in as many good plays as I can. So I'm going to take the $800 discount and and just assume that Andrew Luck is going to have a good game. Uh, I am going to pair him with, with Dontrell Emmett. I am going to look at Eric Ebron. I am going to look at Marlon Mack, a guy that's 5,800. And maybe, maybe Naheem Hines gets a little bit more involved in this game or, or Jordan Wilkins because they're facing Kansas City. But I, I just – I like Marlon Mack here. I like what he will be able to do. I like what he can get done around the goal line. So really like him. But but th- those are the guys I'm going to look at. Luck, Mack, Hilton, Inman, Ebron. I'm just going to take the main, the main five guys and see what I can come up with. Yeah, I, I love Luck this week. Um in cash, I don't think I would play luck over Mahomes, but I completely understand where you're coming from. In tournaments, I'm definitely going to have a ton of luck here. Hopefully, I have a ton of luck, too, because uh, we'd like to take down a GPP right here to end the season on a positive note. But, yeah, I love Marlon Mack. This team, you know, 32nd in DVOA during the regular season against the run. 
they want to get Mac involved. I think this is if you played Hines last week, like I played Hines last week on two of five and two of five, I think on both sides, FanDuel and DraftKings, I played five lineups on each side. And I'm going right back to the well. Uh, I know he only had nine snaps last week, but they controlled that entire game. They didn't need Hines. They got a lot of first downs on first and second down. They didn't need the third down running back type pass catcher. I think that would be different here. I think this is going to be a shootout type of game, just like you do. Um, so if you played Hines last week, I think you can go right back to the well. I think T.Y. Hilton has a big game here. Uh, I do like Inman again. I like Ebron, but I think T.Y. Hilton, Andrew Luck combo comes up real big for people this week. And um, don't be shocked if you see like a, a stack of this game win tournaments, even with it being the first game on the slate. Don't be that person that, oh, this is the first game on the slate. I can't stack it. You know, the, the Chiefs allowed the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, the third most to running backs, the ninth most to wide receivers and the second most to tight ends. Um, there's just no reason not to like the Colts here. I know it's in Kansas City. It's you know one of the loudest places to play, but Luck is going to put up points here, so I, I do like the Colts a lot. Let's talk about the Chiefs. You know, you know, this is the spot where it's like, hey, Patrick Mahomes, you've had a, a, an amazing season. Go out and keep doing it uh, type of thing. Um, I like kelsey here this team has really struggled with tight ends all season love kelsey here but will like what are we doing sammy Watkins is is supposed to come back as far as what i was reading which is interesting yep. he's really cheap um spencer Ware is still kind of limited at practice williams look like the better back like what are you doing with these situations uh, I'm staying away from guys that I don't like, and I'm just going to load up Travis Kelsey. Uh, best tight end on the slate, in my opinion. Uh, I know we've got Ertz playing as well, uh, but I, I like Kelsey here in this matchup. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to take Patrick uh, Travis Kelsey on the other side of my Colts stat, uh, and I might work in some Tyreek Hill as well, but I think I'm going to stay away from the running back situation unless I get some definitive news that where is out uh, for sure. If he's in, in any capacity, I'm fading a whole running game, not taking a shot on anybody. If he's out, uh, I will look at Damian Williams and, um, you know, kind of filter, filter in the rest of the rest of these guys from the offense. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at. I like, you know, on, on the Colts, I like some of the, you know, uh, extra pieces like a Chester Rogers or, or a Zach Pascal or something. But with the Chiefs, I, I don't want to play any of these fringe guys like Demarcus Robinson or Demetrius Harris. I, I just want to play the main guys because they, that's where most of your production is going to come from. Luck's going to spread it around, and so will Mahomes, but Mahomes has less weapons. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with the guys that I know can get the job done. Yeah, like the Sammy Watkins interesting. Like his news is really interesting. Like if he plays, he's really cheap at 45. If he sits, Conley's 39. Um a secondary wide receiver that could score a touchdown. Um it is interesting. Like uh, he could easily go out and put up zero too. So like it's risky, but yeah, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, um like if you're playing on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, the pricing is so soft you can pretty much play whatever you want. So if you like some of these high dollar options, you're you're likely going to be able to fit them in uh, and not have to sacrifice too much here. So 
Um, we're on the same page. We love this game. This is the game to attack. Um, yes, you can attack pieces on other games, but if you're stacking a game, uh, you know, I don't even think like, you know, game theory obviously is a thing, but I don't see this game not putting up over 50 points. So um, I, I think this is a solid game to attack. All right, let's move on. Cowboys Rams, 49 and a half total. Rams favored by seven in this game. Uh, what do you like here for the Cowboys? Um, what if I told you I think this was my least favorite game on, on, me. on, on the slate? Uh, I, I think from the Cowboys, honestly, I think my favorite play right now is, is Dak Prescott. Uh, I, I think he's going to have to come up big here on the road. And, and, and the reason why I'm saying favorite is just a combination of, of price and upside. So if I had to choose between him and Andrew Luck, obviously I'm going to choose Luck. I'm not saying that Zeke Elliott isn't isn't like a favorite running back play of mine, but I'm just saying Dak is, is 5,200, and he's got 25 to 30 point upside in this matchup because they're going to have to keep up and they're going to have to throw the ball. This isn't going to be the spot where they can just jam it down their throats the whole game and hope it works. They're going to have to put the ball in the air. So that's why I've kind of, I, I like Dak Prescott here. So, uh, but obviously, you know, you can play Dak, Zeke, and, and Amari, I think. I know Amari hasn't come up big recently, uh, but we've been playing this thing long enough to know that you just don't, um, you know, you just don't hop off, hop off the train, you know, when, when guys have just been playing well. So, uh, I, I really like Amari. I mean, you know, he had a good game last week, but I'm saying just as the season wore down, he kind of lost some of that that zest that we were used to seeing. But I, I like him here um, in this spot. So Dak, Zeke, Amari, Michael Gallup is a guy that's that's starting to to you know get a, a couple targets here in the offense. So maybe you sprinkle him in as well. Uh, but because I'm stacking up this Colts Chiefs game so much. You know, about the only guys that I'm probably going to be able to look at are just the other guys like Zeke, Amari, and uh, that's pro- that's probably a- about it for me. I like the price on Dak. I think that's a really good point. Um, he's really cheap, and, yeah, you can play pretty much every whatever you want. Jared Goff on the other side is really cheap too. Yeah. Um, but Dak, you know, he gives you some upside with being able to run too. I know he doesn't do it very often, but, you know, there's, there's times where he'll get like 20 to 30 yards rushing. So um, – two three points is you know sometimes a difference maker so i don't mind dak here i think zeke gets some catches here i think if they're trailing they're going to use zeke more out of the passing game which gives them a little bit more upside but amari cooper is really the target here he could break this slate uh if they get down in this game and they have to throw a lot cooper could have a monster game but i don't mind gallup you know you brought him up he's really cheap and uh, I think he definitely gets uh, some targets and some uh, looks here. And, you know, on a, on a game that we're kind of projecting the Rams to, you know, kind of control, I, I think we have to look at guys like Gallup who are likely going to get maybe we could call it garbage time or, you know, when Dallas is airing it out. But my only other my only issue here with Zeke is Todd Gurley's cheaper than Zeke on this slate. And, you know, I know Dallas has been really solid against the run this season, but when Gurley's out there, he's just not, he's not stoppable. Usually he just has, he has games where he just does his thing. And he was really close to playing week 16. 
They sat him out week 16. They sat him out week 17. They had the bye last week. Like, I have a hard time believing that Todd Gurley is not ready for this game this week. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm expecting him to be ready, Stevie. Um, I mean, he's had plenty of time off to just get his body healthy. And I think they handled it the right way. I mean, when you've got a you know a talent like him on your team, knowing you're going into the playoffs, there, there wasn't a need to run him into the ground. Uh, and, and hats off to C.J. Anderson for coming in and just being a consummate professional and showing up. But, yeah, I, I like Gurley here. Um, you know, he he's somewhat expensive for this late. And so I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't think people are going to be as interested in him right now with that questionable tag when they can play a guy like Mark Ingram or, or a guy like Marlon Mack at 5,800, that may be the way to go. Um, Cause even last week, it, it looks like you needed Mack, but you know, we know that Gurley has three touchdown upside. So, uh, you know, if you fade him, it, it's, it's going to be a risky proposition. So uh, that's my spiel on Todd Gurley. Overall, I like, I like this offense at home. Uh, I think the receivers are affordable. I mean, we're getting Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, 5,600, 5,900. I think that's extremely affordable uh, for, for this slate. I know Dallas, the secondary has been playing really well, but the Rams are at home, and, and I'm not afraid to take a shot on these guys. I think I think these receivers are a little underpriced for this matchup. So th- these are some of my favorite receiver values on the slate. Yeah, Woods in the slot here. You know, I, I don't know how much I've talked about this this year. Anthony Brown, the the Dallas slot uh, corner, has, has continued to struggle. So, I I love this spot. Um, you, you know, I love this spot for Woods in the slot uh, against Dallas, and Cooks has that big play upside. So, certainly like him, and um, they're cheap. You know, like you mentioned, like if you want to be a contrarian in a tournament and you want to play golf with Woods or something like that, you know, you can save a lot where you can pretty much do whatever you want with your lineup. So I don't mind going contrarian. Um, like I said, I'll probably build five to eight teams on each site this weekend, um, and, and I'll, I'll mix it up, but majority is going to be on the Colts Chiefs. Um, it's, that's it on the Chargers, right? You mean on the uh, uh yeah on the Rams? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 I'm good. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I was thinking L.A. Man, like L.A. just is so popular. They got two teams, but yeah. the other L.A. team we got the Chargers and the Patriots. Forty-seven total here. Patriots favored by four in this game. You know, this is a game that's sneaky, right? Like this is a game that could sneakily shoot out. This is two of the better teams in the NFL this season has the lowest total on the slate. I just this is interesting. So let let's start with the Chargers. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Chargers? I like them. Uh, the Chargers defense is my favorite defense on the slate, uh, bar none. Love these guys. Twenty four hundred. I know they're going into New England. Just I, I think this is the value defense yet again. Really like the pricing there. Uh, Keenan Allen, man, I, I like Keenan Allen this week. Uh, I like him a lot. Um, I know that, you know, Stefan Gilmore has been playing great, but I, I, I don't care about that. Keenan Allen should be able to just wreak havoc in the secondary this week and, uh, and just, just have a field day. So really like him. Um, Phillip Rivers, I, 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 don't, I don't like him as much because I think, you know, they're going into the cold. It's playoff football. And 
I, I just feel like he may not throw enough touchdowns. And that, so that that's my deal with Phillip Rivers. I, I feel like Phillip Rivers could, you know, throw for 275 and a touchdown, and they could still, you know, possibly win this game, you know, 20, 24, 21 or, or something like that. Uh, obviously, we got to see what's going on with, with Gordon. But but I think any of these running backs, Mr. Jackson, if Gordon is out, Mr. Jackson has a knack to punch it in across the goal line as well. And I think that's the way this offense is built. And so that I'm, I'm just not as interested in, in, in Phillip Rivers. But the rest of these guys, um, I, I really like them a lot, especially the Chargers defense. Yeah, and just because we like the Chargers defense doesn't mean we think the Patriots aren't going to score. Look at right. the four games on the slate. You're going to have to play a defense somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, and that's all That's all Will is saying here. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon, the little knee sprain, whatever that may be, kind of worries me. Um, Keaton Allen's really cheap, but like we've said multiple times, everybody's pretty cheap this weekend. Um the only thing that concerns me about Allen is Belichick tries to take away the best player. And if Melvin Gordon's banged up, I, I see them scheming to take away Keenan Allen in this game. And if that happens, I think Mike Williams could have a really big game. Um, you know, his size advantage here is really interesting, especially if JC Jackson's on him. So, um, you know, it's a little interesting to consider Mike Williams. I'll, I'll definitely have a little bit of tournament exposure to him here. Um, but I'll definitely play some Keenan Allen, too. Uh, just because an amazing corner's on him, it doesn't mean that he's just going to be absolutely not catching anything. Rivers is going to throw the ball to him a ton here. So um, outside of that, I guess we got to bring up the fact that Hunter Henry is going to be active for this game. Um, they don't expect him to play a ton. Um I think they said like 10 to 15 snaps. Uh, is he worth taking a shot? I know tight end, not the most amazing position typically, but like tight end this weekend seems pretty stacked for a four-game slate. Yeah, it is. I mean, you've got some of the best of the best. So I'm with you. I don't think I'm going to take a shot on Hunter Henry this week. Uh, I think I'm just going to kind of let that ship pass. You know, I mean, I, I've got Ertz. I've got Kelsey. I've got Ebron. Got a little Gronk, got a little Antonio Gates, maybe uh, if uh, if he's out. So, yeah, I mean, we've definitely got him. Blake Jarwin finally came back down to earth last week. So I just think I just think Kelsey's my guy this week. So I'm, I'm not worried about Hunter Henry. All right, let's talk uh, the Patriots here. You know, anytime the Patriots start to getting positions where – it's going to be close games. I always typically play James White. I'm going to have some James White exposure this weekend. Love this guy. Like, I know they have Burkhead. I know they have Sonny Michelle. But, like, James White finds the end zone each and every week. Brady likes him. If this game is close, if they're down, if it's close, uh, it's just I think James White becomes the guy that they trust. Um, they've been able to trust him for years now. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%, Stevie. Uh, if they don't know about playoff James White, they must have been watching the past few years. I mean, this guy, uh, I mean, he'll just single-handedly keep Tom Brady and this offense moving down the field. I mean, single-handedly, you know, a draw play, a couple catches. Before you know it, they're, they're at the 15. Before you know it, they're, they're 
you know, hitting pay dirt. So I'm with you. I really like James White. Another guy I want to kind of, I kind of keep my eye on here is Chris Hogan. Um, you know, he got the targets dialed up against the Jets. I know it was the Jets, but at 3,900, I think he's the guy you look at. And and if if you were considering this game, let's say you said, well, Will, you know, I hear you on the Indy KC game. I think that the Chargers New England game is is the way to go. I actually wouldn't mind Brady White and Sony Michelle because White is used so much as a receiver out of the backfield, and Sony Michelle is used more as like you know their goal line back. So I, I wouldn't mind those three, along with the Chargers defense, just because I think they get some sacks in this game, and I think I think Brady hits hits the turf a, a, a couple of times. But those are the guys I'm looking at. It'd be really interesting to see what New England does here. And the reason I say that is Desmond King's the best slot or corner in football. And are they going to leave Edelman in the slot? They're going to move him outside. Like, are they going to move, you know, Dorsett maybe into the slot? Like Belichick, Belichick is smart. He's had two weeks or a week now to prepare for this game, um, knowing that who he's playing, but you know, Belichick's so smart. It's just like if Edelman's going to be in the slot and have King on him, that makes me worry a little bit. Are they going to shadow with Casey Hayward like they usually do? Who is he going to shadow? Is he going to shadow Chris Hogan? Are they going to double-team Gronk? Like if all this happens, like James White is going to have a monster game, um, just so everybody knows. But I don't mind taking a shot on Gronk here. Uh, you know, Brady's going to trust Gronk in playoff games. They've kept him healthy all season to get to this point but the guy that worries me the most here is edelman um as much as i love julian edelman i'm a little concerned with this matchup for him um i, I don't mind him in tournaments but he's the guy that i'm i'm usually the most like excited to play uh from this team and i'm a little concerned with this spot for him yeah i i understand that completely i, I think i'm just not on edelman uh, because just more of, of the price factor. So, you know, Edelman is 6300 and I've got Robert Woods at 59 I've got Brandon Cooks at 56 Then we've got a guy like Mike Williams in the 4K range. Uh, you know, so that, that just, that's just kind of where I'm at. I've got Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper slightly above, T.Y. Hilton slightly above that. So he's just kind of the, the odd man out for me and, uh, you know, I, I think I'm just going to kind of kind of stick with that notion. I mean, the guy's been playing great. Uh, he's put up 15 fan, or more fantasy points in one, two, three, four straight games, five out of the last six, six out of the last seven, seven out of the last eight, eight out of the last nine. So I probably should rethink it, but I, I think I'm just going to fade him here. Um, That's kind of it. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the Philly-New Orleans game. Last game uh, of this round, we have a 50-and-a-half total New Orleans at home, favored by eight. Sean Payton motivated the team, bringing in, um, what was it, $250,000 of cash and a trophy. Like, I guess the bonus for each player is 250000 Saw a report on Twitter about this, but it was really interesting trying to get his team motivated. Um, you know, all, all that stuff's always good and fun and stuff, but – I don't know how much he's going to have to motivate this team. This this Philly this Philadelphia team has really struggled against the pass. Like 
if you're not playing if you're not playing luck or Mahomes in cash, you're probably playing Breeze. Like he should absolutely light this Eagles defense up at home. Uh, this team uh, against quarterbacks this season has really struggled. Like I said, they they're allowed the third most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Um, this is a game that's interesting. Will let's talk Eagles first. Yeah, I mean, as as far as the Eagles and. I, I I want to trust this offense. I, I want to trust Nick Foles. I, I want to trust Jeffrey. I, I want to trust Aguilar and Tate and Ertz. And I, I feel like I can. I'm just trying to I'm trying to decide do I think the Saints defense is going to show up this week. Um and that, that's that's kind of where I am. But obviously I, I think you still play Alshon Jeffrey. I still think he's Nick Foles' favorite target. And I think he goes under on on a four-game slate. Um, I, I don't think, you know, I, I don't think he's going to get a whole lot of traction here. I mean, he had, you know, had an okay game, uh, you know, leading leading down to the end of the season. And um, so I, I, I think he can get the job done here against this Saints offense. Defense, excuse me, um, because, I think, because I think they're going to have to. I think the Saints are going to put up points. I think it's going to force the Eagles to have to air the ball out. And I think that's where you'll get some of these big Alshon Jeffrey plays. And so he's, he's one of my favorite guys this week, along with Zach Ertz, 5,700. This whole offense is priced down uh, for them to be playing in this dome against the Saints at home. So um, all the value pieces, Foles, Jeffrey, uh, Golden Tate, Zach Ertz, those would be the guys I would look at. Nelson Aguilar has some big play upside, but – uh, he would kind of be the odd man out for me. Yeah, uh, assuming that Tate's going to play and be okay with this, um, I think it was a knee injury. Um, yeah, I think the fact that Tate got eight targets last week against Chicago tells us a lot, and he gets P.J. Williams in the slot this week, so we know what to do there. Um, love the Jeffrey call. The guy that's really interesting here for me, is Sproles. Uh, I think this team gets behind and Sproles gets work out of the backfield. He's really risky. He's always risky, but he's so shifty that he's a little interesting here. Um, if they're trailing in this game like they should be, um, uh, you know, Sproles becomes really, really interesting to me. Um, and you're hoping for him to do it out of the passing game. You're, you're not... You're not wanting Sproles to get the rushes and, you know, get 13 rush attempts last week. Like, that's that's likely not going to happen again this week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. But I, I, I will make the argument that with, with this Philly run game, it's very unpredictable. I, I don't know what's oh, going to yeah. happen. I don't know what's going to happen from week to week. So, I'm not going to be the guy to tell you that I've got the magic eight ball and can, and can predict it. I have no clue. But what I can say is if you're interested in this team, then you better just play all three of them at 20% or something because that's that's the only way you're going to get it right. Uh, Josh Adams was getting some run, and he, we thought he was the golden boy. He had a nice little run, and then, boom, he goes to Chicago and drops off the face of the earth, one attempt for two yards, and Sproles is getting, you know, 13 carries for 21 yards. So I, I get it. I, I get the Sproles play for sure. But, uh, you know, I think 
I think you just have to play all three if you're trying to if you think Philly's going to have a good game, and that way you don't miss out on whoever it is that 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 gets into the end zone. Yeah, like for me, um, I, I think I leave Adams off. I, I think Smallwood and Sproles were the two guys like that played most of the majority of the snaps last week, and so it'd probably be Adams this week. <laughs> like, but yeah, it, it's just like. You know, Ertz is really interesting at 57. I know he didn't have a big game last week, but he's a guy that can put up a big game any any slate. So um, I definitely don't mind that. So um, let's talk New Orleans here. Um, obviously, you know, this, this seems at home, and Michael Thomas is probably the top wide receiver play on this slate uh, against this secondary. He should have a monster game. If they throw him the ball a lot, obviously that's something we got to be concerned with. But we know Sean Payton. Sean Payton doesn't let up off the gas in playoff games. They're gonna they're gonna score as much as they can possibly score here. So Thomas, Kamara, Breeze, Ingram on the cheap, and then um, my boy Teddy Ginn on the cheap, um, coming off of a, a really solid game in Week 16 after we talked him up a little bit at min salary. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I like these guys. Uh, I mean, look, you, you don't have to get me excited about a team projected to score almost 30 points, real points, in, in a playoff football game. Um, so I, I'm excited about this team. Is Drew Brees going to go out there with a bang? I, I'm not sure. But I do like Mark Ingram this week at 5,200. I, I, think, I think this could be too cheap in a spot where – if they get up, uh, I think they're just going to hand him the ball and, and, and let him run a little bit. So I, I, I like Mark Ingram. If they get around the goal line, I'm sure they'll hand it to him. Uh, and he, he's my favorite running back. I actually like him more than Kamara this week. Um, I think Kamara at 7,300 is a little bit pricey for how I think the game is going to go just because I, I think they can move the ball down the field vertically with, with Thomas, with Ginn. With Traquan, whoever they're sending, I mean, the Eagles can't stop anybody in, in the passing game. So I think they can move it vertically. And I think if they get up, you know, by, by two or two two touchdowns or two touchdowns and a field goal, I think the game script will lean a little bit more towards Mark Ingram. And so that's why I like him a little bit this week. Yeah, he's certainly in play. Um, you know, Kamara is certainly someone to be playing too. I'm going to mix and match these guys, but. I love this Saints team. I think like they could potentially fly a little under the radar because they are priced up a little bit more than most teams on this four game slate. So I don't think they fly under the radar as far as like people liking them, but I think we are going to be like, Oh man, they're a little bit lower owned than we thought. Um, they're not like 25, 30%. They're like 20%. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting game. Um, it's an awesome, awesome little four-game slate for football, man. Like, yeah, gonna be fun to end the season here with a bang. Um, any final thoughts? No, man, I am good to go, man. Enjoy uh, this last slate, people, because this is it. Uh, I guess the morning grind football analysis is ending tonight, and thank you guys for allowing me to come into your homes and hang out with you. And um, you know, it's been real. It's been a fun season. That it has, Will. That it has. We will be back tomorrow talking some more basketball. Good luck in your contest tonight for basketball. And good luck in your contest for NFL this weekend. Uh, we'll be back, like I said, talking tomorrow. Tomorrow, good luck, and we'll see you then.